0: Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. Susie Meister here. And Sarah Rice I'm here. Today is episode 95. And it, yeah. It sounds like a good round number. It does. It's it not, feels a, is good. It round? No. What's a round number? Right. What? We should know that. It's not like an
1: even number. It's one
0: of those things you learn and then round never round. talk no, about maybe again. like... Oh, Oh,
1: it's just a a number. It's like a whole number. Yes. (laughs) I saw the light bulb and you're ready to go off at the same time as mine. That was fun to watch.
0: That's just embarrassing. Embarrassing. But I'm going to leave that in sometime. We've had a couple things lately we've had to edit out. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, God.
0: That we just seemed ridiculous. (laughs) So I'm going to keep that one in for you guys. Before we get started, though, I have to tell you guys, you got to go to bioclarity.com. You've heard the testimonials. Me, Sarah, my friend Cassie, everybody's shouting it from the rooftops. This three-step acne wash is amazing. For me, it changed my skin completely. It's got chlorophyll in it. What? How are there plants in it? Who cares? Don't ask questions. Just use it. Go to Bioclarity.com and if you use code BRAINCANDY, you get the first month for only $9.95, which is a $20 savings and free shipping, and it's risk-free. So try it for a month, see the magic that it does on your skin, and thank me later. Bioclarity.com, promo code BRAINCANDY, 9 dollars for the first month. Do it. You're welcome. Today's episode is about activism. Activism. Hey, because we're about... Not just talk, but action. What's that song? A little less conversation. A little little more more action. action.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. And here's my disclaimer. Come on, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) Come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay. This is not going to be a partisan thing. We are not going to dump Trump in this episode. We're not going to be mean. Yeah, We're not going to be
1: one-sided because activism is for anyone. Correct. Oh, that was one of the first things I wanted to bring up. What? Is that it's not about picking a side. It's yeah. about picking something that you are passionate about and standing behind that. Some yeah. kind of injustice. And look, if you don't feel any, in, if you're sitting at home on your couch and you're like, everything is just freaking cool <laughs> then you know what keep eating your least potato chips uh-oh enjoy whatever soap opera you're watching and continue your life but if there's that little voice inside your head or that little feeling in your heart that's like shit's fucked up and i gotta do something then gosh darn it let's do something
0: yeah so what at wherever you see injustice in the world then there is a spot where you can take action.
1: And it could be as simple as, hey, uh, there's a lot of litter around. I'd like to take care of my environment. Sarah really hates litter bugs. I hate them. Remember when I, I littered one? I don't once? understand <laughs> what the pro- why it's so difficult to take <laughs> trash from point A to point B. <laughs> I remember one time I was
0: with Sarah in Pittsburgh, oh, God. and there was just no trash can around, and I had had it with my piece of gum. And yeah. I didn't even touch it. I just flung it from my mouth to a bush, and I said, "Look, Sarah, I'm sorry." She, she, she turned, turned
1: She turned a blind eye. I appreciated that. So she turned around, looked at me, and was like, "Look, I'm t-. like there was no conversation before. I didn't say anything. She just felt the burning <laughs> eyes just staring at the. Well, back would of her you? Head.
0: Ha- you would have just kept no.
1: chewing. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Well. You wanna know what I probably would have done? Yeah. This is the honest to goodness truth. That everybody me. out there is gonna be like, "Oh, you're so annoying." <laughs> I would have found a piece of trash on the ground, oh like my looked God. around and been like, "Oh, kill, let's kill two birds with one stone." Find a, like an old wrapper from something that somebody threw out. Put my gum in there, and then put both of those things in the trash. Whoa! I know. A two
0: part. Yeah, mine had zero. parts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, that was fun to watch. Sarah Uh, does not like litter bugs. So, you're suggesting, even if it's something as simple as as that? As simple as, you know,
1: find ways that you can help your environment. And, you know, beach cleanups is where I started. Oh. That was the first thing I did in San Francisco when I lived by the beach. And I was like, oh, crap, there's a lot of litter around this beach. Oh, I guess I've been a litter bug hater since day one. I see yeah. it goes way back. Yeah, you've That was years p- ago. And I was like, i got to do something about this. So I did a clean up the beach day. And I was like, that was really fun and really easy. And I met a bunch of fun, fun people. And you get all those warm, fuzzy, good feelings. So it's like really you get something out of doing good shit.
0: Well, I guess that for me is the thing, is that I feel, and I think a lot of people feel like this maybe now more than ever, That to do something good feels like emptying the ocean with a teaspoon. Mm -hmm. And you feel like this made absolutely no difference because, you know, the the problems are so big. But I think what's helpful about activism is the community that it provides and then you're able to see, oh, no, it's not a teaspoon. It's maybe a bucket that where I'm doing the ocean with. And that the more people are involved, the more you feel like it's actually helping.
1: Well, and even sometimes you just have to take, maybe change the other part of the metaphor and don't look at it as the ocean. Look at it as a bathtub and work on your own community. Yeah, Work on the people that are in your own backyard. <laughs> and you can see the impact right away When you do it, it's that whole think globally, act locally kind of concept.
0: Yeah. So what we wanted to do with this episode is to maybe talk to you a little bit about some things you can do and ways that you can be an activist. And I think one of the things I want to emphasize is that everybody has different gifts and talents and strengths. Yes. And so like not everybody is designed to be a a protester, for example. Some people are... Are more suited to data entry for Correct. the organization of their choice, or yes. sending postcards or texts or calling their senators. Not everyone can march, and some people are really good at social media, right?
1: And they can, or their computer stuff.
0: Yeah. So for me, it's like channeling. Whatever you're good at. Yes.
1: What are you good at, Sarah? Well, this is going to be so annoying because I'm I'm looking at the pictures of the march, and the first thing I think of is, man, I wish I would have made some of those signs. What would yours have said? Oh, good question. It would probably have something mildly offensive on it, like pussy. Like, it would have to have (laughs) something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, because I don't know. But, you, uh, did you
0: see any that you thought were like, oh, that is hilarious? Yeah.
1: Bad. You know, Sarah Grayson had one that was so good. I have uh, to she's find our it. friend from Road Rules. Yeah. She had a shirt or something that I just thought was the bee's knees. And so it was something like whatever slogan I would write, it
0: would be, wouldn't be as loud as the scream I want to make or oh, something. Oh, yes. Is that it? That was it. yes
1: thank you for remembering that's exactly it i didn't say it perfectly but that was the essence yeah and i was like god that's genius because that's how i feel and uh it was nothing reads quite like the scream i want to make yeah Mm, i get chills you felt that way yes Mm -hmm. because that's what it feels sometimes it just feels like you just want to shake people
0: Yeah, it really does, especially for me right now. Maybe not for some of our conservative listeners. My personal favorite sign was uh, tweet like you want to be tweeted. Oh, because some people need to learn how to um, tweet more thoughtfully. My Twitter is on fire, by the way. Like, what do you
1: mean? Like you're on fire, or people are? I am. I've, or everything's just a blaze. I'm not kidding you that, yeah, the world is a garbage dumpster fire.
0: Uh, I kind of feel like something in me
1: changed on Inauguration Day. I saw it.
0: Did you? Mm-hmm. I you have not been got the same. You fed
1: up. Yeah. You were like, oh, hell, motherfucker, no.
0: It's like whenever, when I'll say to Lincoln, you know what I've had? And he'll be like, what? And I'm like, it's, I have, I have it. <laughs> That's how I feel. Oh, that's
1: fucking
0: hilarious. <laughs> and that's how I felt in that day. And uh, I have been changed since then. And my behavior has changed. My um, intention, how I face the day changed. Um, and so uh, it is reflected in my Twitter. You should follow me at Susie underscore oh, my if you happen to be a liberal person because... Um, You probably wouldn't like it if you are not. It's (laughs) real funny. Well, I do like it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, first, I wanted to say we have an awesome listener.
1: I love awesome listeners. Who
0: designed. Oh, right, right, right. These incredible postcards. Incredible. Really? They are special.
1: Well, hello. If that isn't a perfect example of using your talents like we were just talking about. Yeah. This woman, what's her name? Let me see. She is Mary. Her name's
0: Becca, and her wife, I believe, is the one that designed them. And her name is Judy. And Judy's website is judycorsi.com. And we are going to include some of these in our newsletter so that yes. you can print them out and then send them to your senators, Congress people, And, you know, they're designed by women, which is yeah. super cool. And so one says, protect public
1: education. We really love the... We will not be silenced. Mm-hmm. I love the We the People one, too. It's got an, uh, an aerial view of the Women's <coughs> March. So you see all these women and all these and men, too, in all these pink hats. And uh, across it is We the People written like the uh, Constitution.
0: Yeah. If you want your um, representatives to speak for you, these are a great way. You can send them in. You don't have to call them and get stage fright. And if you want to get them in our newsletter, you can sign up on thebraincandypodcast.com. I attended this fantastic event um, last week. It's a women's group in LA, and it was really special. I I know a lot of people that went to the march that felt that same sense of like community, and um, it stirred something inspiring within them, and that's how I felt when I was around these women.
1: I love women. There man. is nothing more powerful. It was probably than, like you and when you went to that weird voodoo yeah, group. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it was the same thing because we were talking about important issues, and this was right before the primary election. That okay. I. Oh no, it was right after because I went because I felt like shit. Oh yeah. So it was healing in the same way. Yes. It feels so good, and then you're just inspired by other women who. And I think it probably goes both ways. I know that those other women looked at you and were like, damn, I'm inspired.
0: I sure hope so. I mean, well, we have an interview coming up later in the episode with the incredible
1: Incredible.
0: singer Milk. You probably don't know her by her name, but you have seen her song, I Can't Keep Quiet. (gasps) You should have seen us.
1: Oh, well, uh, no, to- I can't stop crying. <laughs> is my response <laughs> Just to that. Rename it? I can't because I feel it every day, and I'm like, damn, those words are all the words I, I that are inside me. Oh my God, I can't talk about it. I'll cry. We- and then Samantha B had him on there. Oh, <gasps> come on, come on! And you know what I love that Samantha B did? Like a lot of talk show hosts put the musician at the very end so like you know the credits go over it and it just cuts it off whatever no she plopped him right in the middle of the show like you people better watch and you yeah. better look at and listen to this and the, oh i can't talk about it she's gonna Here comes the tears <gasps> ah, i'm not even drinking this episode and i already am crying By
0: the way, if you would like to drink, we have a recommendation for you. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't even planned. We found an amazing company called Wink. Oh,
1: yes. And it's, you know what we love? Wine at our door. And personalized stuff. Nothing's better than a little personalization. So they send you wine that's customized to your palate. Yeah, you take a palate quiz. Hello, who doesn't like an online quiz? What if I took it and it's just like you like wine, okay? We get it. We get, we you get like it. You like all wine. Well, remember that one bottle that we got <laughs> we, way back when that was crummy? Yeah. I say we like but really right. it, like it was mine, but Well, but this is cool because they guarantee every dang <gasps> bottle no risk you choose the type and the quantity of bottles with no membership fee or cancellation fee and a 100% satisfaction guaranteed i do love that that you don't have to you don't have to sign up for
0: like the forever more you have to buy wine it's just like you can get it as long as you want it
1: i got another reason why you should go for why? wink why because their bottles normally retail for $20 you get them for 13
0: yeah and you can get it for even cheaper if you go to wink w i n c dot com slash brain candy you'll get 20 bucks off your first order hello hello right (laughs) and we know you guys need it right now
1: i mean remember how we always talk about how the quality of wine goes up exponentially after 14 15 dollars yeah here, you're getting $20 value. Yeah, you
0: get your bank for your buck. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Sign me up. Anyway, yeah, Sarah's not even drinking right now, but she is emotional. I mean, I'm
1: not not drinking. I just don't no, happen I mean, to literally have a glass in my hand. <laughs> okay, just making sure we're all clear.
0: When I played, I can't qu- keep quiet for her. We both were no. weeping. Weeping. What really got you... What? Was when they said um, about the dry blue pill for some reason that got you. It, you, I yeah. heard you moan. You do this moan ah. when you're like, like, it's guttural. It's yeah. this guttural emotion. That oh you my have. God. Ah. And now you're like, oh. <laughs> it's where you collapse into yourself. Yep. And that's what that song, I think, did for so yeah. many people yeah. who uh, it, are in agreement. Uh, and I can't keep quiet anymore. Right. It, that's, that song changed me as well. Oh. It's like, yeah, why am I keeping quiet? Right. Whether whether it's abuse or uh, assault or um, just injustice in general.
1: Things that you're just fed up with. Yeah, man. That's, you know, and that's a lot about being an activist is having the courage to stand up and speak out when you see even little forms of injustice. And it starts with the people who are closest around you. As difficult as it is to do and as silly as it sounds, things like, I remember... A time, oh God! I wish I could remember the word that my husband had an aha moment about what we call something. I don't know if it was like a wife beater Mistress? or something, or and he was like, "Oh, that's messed up." Yeah, and you know, like wife beaters, a good example though of like a t- people that became like what we call that subtle. You know,
0: that's you know I was reading about.
1: <clears throat> the um, do
0: you know Gina Davis? Yeah, she, the yeah, she had a daughter, and she, you know when you have little kids, you watch their shows, and you start to notice things if you're paying Correct. attention. Yeah, and she noticed how even in kids shows women aren't represented and mm-hmm. they're often an accessory to their male counterpart.
1: Yeah. And they're the often smurfette principle.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, that's like the most extreme example. But they're all, of, that's like a right. real
1: thing. Cause it shows it's a trope in yeah
0: cartoons. Yeah. So she started an organization, the name of which I will look up to, to create programming that maybe it's the G, Gina Davis Institute that, deals with this problem and it, it really is one. Even yes. for my son, I'm like, I don't want him <gasps> seeing
1: women oh my gosh. in that way. I just read this. I just read this yesterday. I will also put this article in our newsletter that children, the gender, uh, let me word this right. That girls as young as five or at five years old is when they start labeling male as the dominant and and most important gender.
0: Yeah,
1: they start and for it's their own gender until they're five, and then something happens at six years old, five or six, where they start saying, "Oh no, me, the men are the they're the best." They it was a, they said they gave them a test and they said on this test. People who are really, really smart do well. And then they gave them the same test, and they said, on this test, people who try really hard do well. And the girls did started to do better on the ones that try real hard. Mm-hmm. They start scoring better, yeah. and they stopped scoring well. But it's the same freaking test. Yep. So yeah. that's real sad.
0: Right, and that's why this is important. It's called the Gina Davis Institute on Gender in Media, oh. and you have the power to change the face of children's programming with your help if she can see it, she can be it. And so she educates and does research and, and, um, pushes for more female representation on all levels from children on up in the media. And what, what her point was is that if our children as two, three, four, when you start putting them on TV sometimes, uh, are getting, it's an implicit bias that then, it just seeps into yes. every aspect of the, our cultural makeup yes. and our cultural landscape. And so that's why it matters mm-hmm. because people, kids grow up thinking this is just the truth yeah. and it's not. Yeah, They've been fed a lie. And so let's flip the script. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm getting
1: fired up. Listen to me talk.
0: I am that- living
1: fired up. I am so on edge. What? We, I I'm just... I know. I just keep pushing for this. What? Oh, and I feel like I should make a hashtag. Hashtag Susie for office. Right. Well, I'm believing. I I'm really thinking think about that it. You should. I mean, I got fired up listening to you just talk about that. I was like, yes, yes. And I bet people listening are thinking the same thing.
0: Well, to a certain extent, though, and this is a problem: is we're preaching in the choir. You already right. agreed with me. Right.
1: Right. That's and so- difficult. Well, yeah. That's what I was saying before about don't. Miss opportunities and how being an activist starts with speaking out in your immediate or hearing you know when you overhear a conversation or when you see an act of injustice and speaking up and speaking out for somebody who maybe is silenced or doesn't have as loud of a voice at this moment,
0: yeah, and for me that if you're you happen to be a Christian, that is the Christian message. Jesus was a champion for the weak, the meek, the oppressed, the downtrodden, and you should be too, Mm -hmm. wherever they may be. Yes. And so, and that isn't just fetuses, it's real live people that are out of the womb, walking around, who are super hungry.
1: Yeah. So like, let's think about- Moms who are trying, and working three jobs, and oh my gosh, and the- Twelve-year-old is babysitting the six-year-old because that's the only option, and everybody's trying as hard as they can because there's no early childhood educator or you know care or preschool. We got to help people out.
0: Yeah, and so to me, that's if let's if you happen to be a believer, then really think about what the, your worldview is through that lens, and think about if your actions match that in everyday life. Mm-hmm. I mean, because. That's the thing, is this can feel overwhelming, but it's not. It's just every day. It's just like, what are you doing today? Well, I am so
1: glad (laughs) that you said that, Suze. Okay, Okay. so uh, I have a friend, Amanda, who is super awesome, and she went to Washington, D.C., and she marched out there, and I said, yo, Amanda, what's up? What do I need to do? And she sent me all these cool links, Uh, so one of them that I want you guys to check out Uh, Is dailyaction.org. So, this is uh, a place where you can go to sign up that will send to you via text or email. I think you can get them emailed too uh, as well. But they will just give you a task. I signed up for it. They give you the phone number. You click on the phone number, and the woman goes, Hey, this is what we're doing today. And Enter your zip code and we'll connect you to a legislator in your area and you can just say this script right here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like one sentence. It's all you have to do. And it's
0: real quick. So you get these texts every day. Yes. And then do you do them or do you feel like, eh, I don't want to do it?
1: Well, I've done, they, it's the biggest problem, like you said, is preaching to the choir is that some of the ones are not necessary for me to do because they're like, oh, don't worry, we got this. That person's already fighting for you because
0: well, I live in California, in, yeah.
1: where you know, yeah. What we need are our listeners and our friends. And I mean, it's other still places. important to do. Yes, you absolutely. Know, but well, and then you it's just have to urgent. go in another direction, and there are other ways that you can like volunteering for organizations. And oh my gosh, if you're going to donate to anybody right now, the ACLU is. I mean, hello. they are killing it. Did you see they made in one weekend more money that they collect in, I think it was like the last four years years combined. I was like, oh, dang. And Landon looked at me and was like, guess what? Uh, Our extra cash this month is going there. And I said, yeah, great. Let's do it. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's something that's important to you. And then you're putting your money, your voice behind it. And to me, that's all all we can do as regular folks. Yep. I do encourage people to check out Ready to Run, especially women if you're thinking of running even at a local level. There's lots of city councils that you can yes. have an effect on. And there, I just think there's lots of people that are... I was thinking oh about how gosh, millennials... in your
1: local elections.
0: ...are not really inclined to want to run for office. Everyone's so jaded by politics. Well, you can run and be different. You don't have to be like them.
1: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure
0: you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn
2: more.
1: When I voted in the Huntington Beach election, I would say about 20% of the people on the ballot were under 25 Well, that's encouraging. Yes. They were young and they were running. In the local elections, it's things like uh, one person was running for something that had to do with the junior college. And what a great thing. This person went to that school. They graduated from that school. They said, I want this school to have more, do more, get more, whatever. And the person they were running against was like an 86-year-old white dude. Who's so disconnected. Who won, do you think? I think the younger guy won. Oh, okay. But see, I moved right after. I voted in one and then I moved to another. Yeah. So I kind of missed how the results of any... I literally moved right after I voted.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Dang. That was uneventful then. I didn't really get to see... That's okay. You you did your thing. I did my thing. But I studied before. I went in with the...
0: There's also an app called Countable that um, informs you on how to contact Congress and um, vote on bills as well. So that's helpful too. See, this is the thing. We have all these um, ways that we can be involved that we didn't used to have. It used to just be very black and white. You march, you Mm -hmm. send letters. And I worked as a congressional fellow on Capitol Hill in an office of a congresswoman. And we would get letters Uh, Every day and phone calls from constituents, and we wrote them all back. Wow. And we read them all. Look, you heard it here, folks. There are human beings reading these crazy-ass letters, because believe me,
1: they are often crazy. And if you'd like your conversation or your argument to be a little more concise and a little more, uh, I don't know, impactful... I have a great Ted talk for you to listen to folks. It's this guy named Rob Willer and the bio says Rob Willer studies the forces that unite and divide us as a social psychologist. He researches how moral values, typically a source of division can also be used to bring people together. Willer shares compelling insights on how we might bridge the ideological divide and offers some intuitive advice on ways to be more persuasive when talking politics. So I'm going to put this in our newsletter as well. Okay, and great. Can, uh,
0: yeah, be sure to sign up for our newsletter at thebraincandypodcast.com. Um, we do, we do only send it out once a week. We're not spamming, no, and it's we only stuff. send it's like the fun links, the links and silly videos and whatever we mentioned during the podcast that you can't write down because you're like on a treadmill or something crazy, crazy. Um, but like I said, we have an interview. Yes, that. I just, I'm so excited that mm. we got her to come on the show. As soon as we saw her video, we both looked at each other and we're like, we need her on this show.
1: And we need her to be our new Well, besties. that's step two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Phase two is- There's
1: room in this bed for three, darling.
0: <laughs> Milk needs to be our friend. You are going to love her. If you if you haven't heard, here's a clip from her single, Quiet. Most people know it from the hashtag, I Can't Keep Quiet, and the chorus Here's a clip I can't keep
2: quiet I can't
0: Welcome to the show. The lead singer and organizer of that uh, demonstration and moving musical performance, Milk Milk Music.
2: Yay. Yay! Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me what was today like? Just today. Um, <laughs> I had a morning interview with um, U.S. Weekly. And then I went um to a couple of three hour meetings with um each each meeting with three hours with uh different labels oh that's um, fun, yeah, just talking about <clears throat> what my plans are and what their possible strategies would be and all that so just meeting people you know I think it's just been <laughs> i mean. I've been doing this for seven years and uh, I think all the seven years worth of work has just all accumulated to (laughs) right this minute. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's like ready or not, right? But I mean, after seven years, I know that you're a pro and you've been in this a long time. You know what it's like, but that's what I wonder is like whenever the chaos hits at once, what does it feel like to be in
2: the eye of the storm like you are? Um, it's a good question. I'm just, I feel like I'm just trying to be really present. Like that's all I can really do is just be very present in the moment and just be grateful and make sure I keep eye contact with people, even if I'm tired. Cause then I get energy from looking at people in the eyes, you know, <laughs> if my eyes start to glaze over. I just look at people straight in the eyes and I get energized again and talk about what matters. And I mean, I just like, I'm just in shock. I feel like I'm crying every hour. <laughs> or so. Well, that's of, what of I past- feel like is almost, you've become like the, th- the collective therapist in a way. Is that how it feels? <laughs> that's so funny that you say that because in the label <laughs> meetings, I was just telling them that I'm a therapist stuck in a musician's body. <laughs> <laughs> so does it feel comfortable to you then? Yeah, I've, Whenever I meet therapists, like if I find out someone's a psychologist, I always freak out. I'm like, if I wasn't so obsessed with music, I would do what you do because what you do is amazing. So I'm stoked. I feel like this. the world does work in a way of rewarding people who stay true to themselves. And it rewards us appropriately because, you know, I'm not that trendy, cool, hip, viral Artist, I'm really just who I am, and (laughs) whatever that provides. And you know, I was telling a lot of, I was telling my manager to like maybe even a year ago, maybe my message wouldn't have been as needed. But we're just at a particular time where it resonates, and I'm glad I just stuck with my guns because I, you know, I came to terms with it a few years ago. I was like, you know, I'm just am who I am. I may not be the hippest and coolest. But I just have to stay true and just do what I do or else I'll just feel lost if I'm constantly making music to please others. Right. So, yeah, it feels genuine and feels safe, like at least within the whirlwind. And it's crazy right now. I can hold on to that.
0: Yes, because you did it the way you wanted to do it. And then it really attracted – I think people really felt the authenticity, which, you know – had to contribute to the success of it don't you think
2: yeah you know it's interesting when people say oh people are dumb and they don't know what they're listening to but I think people are innately very very emotionally intelligent and when they sense some type of fakeness it's like even if it's like a sliver and that person's so good at hiding it like we can sense it no matter how well masked um that is so true Even with,
0: you know, we we run a podcast and we want to make a living and we have to run sponsorships and we won't do any that don't work well because our audience will sniff it out. They're like, you don't like that product. Yeah. Same with a song, right? Yeah, totally. Well, so whenever you, you know, you're in this moment and you have to make choices about your future, how are you able to think about this in a long-term way because this is how you make your living. You're an artist. So even though you become our spokesperson and our therapist, you also are someone with a career.
2: How do you balance that? Uh, Good question. I'm taking it day by day. I'm meditating and I'm following my female intuition. Um, I'm really relying on really instinctual human um, skills Uh, because when it comes down to it, I think with this stuff, it's important not to overthink, but to just trust, trust my instincts. And I, the reason why I feel so confident about that now, and I wasn't always like this, like, you know, in my early twenties, I would be questioning my decisions all the time, but you know, I'm a little older now and I've been doing it for a while and I always get rewarded through whatever out, you know, I'm always rewarded when I follow my intuition and my heart. So even like with the music video I made for quiet, you know, the choice of choosing a music video director, there was one director at first that I was going to go with and, but there was 2% of me, just this little part of me that felt a little off about it. And, you know, there's a lot of artists I've done this before where I ignore that 2% because I want so badly to just make something happen. And then I do the <laughs> thing and it just turns out not as great. So this time I was like, you know, I'm going to acknowledge that little part of me that's doubting, um, that's not feeling quite right. And I followed my intuition And from then, like, once I started doing that, like everything started, I feel like the red sea parted and I was just walking a really clear path Yeah, it became
0: more effortless, it felt like. That's really beautiful. And I I read somewhere that you said that you felt like this whole thing is a part of your purpose. And I really love when people are able to use their gifts and their talents, which is for you, music, singing, songwriting, to really speak to something really special and to be authentic and to have a purpose but did, was that always easy for
2: you? Or do you feel like this is something you grew into? Um, you know, I feel like I I went through a journey with it. I think naturally when I started writing music, it was just very pure and very honest. And then as I started getting noticed with the industry, I think I just didn't... I wasn't aware of the power of an external influence. Um, and I was like more just like, Oh yeah, let's collaborate. And I want (laughs) to learn your opinions. And then turned into me feeling like I was somebody else and just not even liking the music I was making and feeling kind of ashamed of it, which is like a terrible feeling. So then, then I put myself on reset and slowed down and focused on the process more rather than outcome. I think, you know, being born in an ambitious, first generation Chinese American family, you know, my dad <clears throat> came from nothing and built himself this amazing life. You know, he, he was a custodian and then he was a, a burger flipper and he worked his way through pharmacy school, then medical school, and he's just wow. a successful man. And my sister's a surgeon. I come from like a really like ambitious family. And so I think for them, the creative process is not as, (laughs) they just don't get it. They're like, wait, what are you doing? Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think there was a part of me when I was younger, I was trying to prove to them that I made the right choice. Whereas I should have just, you know, but that's part of my journey. So I don't regret it, but it's interesting. I look back and I I could tell the younger version of me like, Hey, you know, just don't worry so much about, How they think, even though they're your family, just trust the process.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
0: Well, I'm sure that our audience at least will be so relating to that because that's something that so many people struggle with is like that dissonance between who you are and maybe who your family wants you to be. Yeah, That's really powerful.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, it manifests the, the pressure of being what my family wanted manifested in really, you know, really harmful ways for the young 14 year old me. I was anorexic and Mm. had high amounts of anxiety, you know, um, and didn't value myself to the point where I allowed myself to be, you know, in an abusive relationship. And that was, you know, that transformed me and like gave me material for my music in the future. But it's it's hard for a young 14-year-old girl to go through
0: I was wondering about that Because I thought about how you went through such difficulties to, That inspired this song and I'm sure other songs And I wondered if that was difficult That now it's something so positive from something so painful
2: Yeah, um, that's a good thought I I feel like that's all I have It. The act of making art out of something difficult. Um, and that's how I survive. Because, you know, I remember when I was younger, or actually during that time, um, when I was not quite eating, what I would mm. do to make myself feel better was I would paint and I would paint and paint and paint. And I realized that the only times that I really felt present was when I was making art or when I was falling in love, or when I was getting my heart broken. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, just the good stuff, you know. Uh, so I'm grateful for what I went through, and I'm grateful for my like need to make something positive out of it. Um, I used to be embarrassed of how positive I was. I was like, I'm that cheesy, like ASB student nerd, you know. Um, but now I'm really grateful for it and I just kind of poke fun at it because I am kind of cheesy, but, um, we like
0: cheesy around here. We embrace that. Yeah. I'm wondering, because I'm sure a lot of folks discovered you from quiet and I'm wondering what can they expect from your music more generally? Because I bet that your voice is so incredible and I'm so grateful that I found you through that and I'm sure our audience would want to know what, what else does she sing? What's her music all about?
2: Yeah, I think that the – you know, I have a caption on my Instagram and on my social media, and I tr- I wrote it on all the different forms so that whenever I log on, I look at it and remind myself. But I wrote – I sing for the relentless, the vulnerable, and the brave um, because I want to be that, and so I sing for those people because we are the company we surround ourselves with, you know. And Wow. Um, yeah, I just – my music is – Emotional, like very emotional, and vulnerable, and um, hopefully empowering and healing. Um, I feel like there's this softness to it, but there's also like a like a sword in there as well. It's like the modern day warrior. You know, it's not like we need shields and swords now to battle the obstacles of our modern day. It's we need like strong senses of self and empathy, it's just like a different type of warrior.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really special. My co-host, Sarah, who's going to be devastated that she wasn't here for this, by the way, <laughs> she and I were, were watching you and and the other women singing, and there was this quiet strength. And it just, that's what evokes so much emotion from, you know, all of us bawling at home watching or at the march watching. And it's just like, Whoa, there's so much power, but you're not yelling and you're not being abrasive. You're just telling the truth. Yeah. That's
2: crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy is that that's so valuable to us now, truth, because, I mean, we are just surrounded by a lot of misinformation. And I think a lot of us feel overwhelmed. Like, what can we trust? What is real? You know, what is what can we hold on to and really believe in? And I think we're all grasping for that. And, um, yeah, so it's just kind of a perfect storm of the timing of the world and what I like doing. Um, you know, it could have been something else if our political climate was different, but it was interesting. I was in a meeting at a label today and one of the ANRs was thinking, Oh, I can't wait for that. Like, punk rock band to like be the rebel music. And she said that she was very humbled by realizing that um, it wasn't that it was like you said, a softer song. And, you know, I really do feel like those shirts that say the future is female, not saying that like men are no longer in the picture. It's just once we balance the feminine and masculine energies and we use more feminine energies to heal, empathize and, and, build community and um connect I feel like we can make a better world and so maybe that's taking over and maybe that's why this song can have impact even though it's like not a punch it's like the graze of a a hand on the face you know
0: yes and you've been you've been doing this for so long tell me the the seven years leading up to this, what did it feel like? Did you feel destined for something big or were were you just thinking, no, I just love this and I want to keep
2: doing it? What did you think? There are parts of me that felt like I was destined for something bigger than myself, like, because there would be moments, you know, I felt like it wasn't quite normal. If, um, you know, sometimes I would think about humanity and think about, the state of people's emotions, you know, even like some family members um their emotions are blocked and then i think about the like, I, I like back it up and think about the global scale and i can find myself crying like i feel very um connected to the global emotion um <clears throat> so i've always felt that that was kind of interesting It's either like i have really crazy hormones or <laughs> I'm, or i'm connected somehow um, and then there were other parts of me that were just like, I just want to do this because I believe in it and I love it. But, you know, I experienced such pain early on in my life. And then those those moments of pain held me back so much and like ha- made my journey so so rich with obstacles and, you know, picking myself back up. And it hasn't been easy um and so I remember someone was telling me, you know, you're on your hero's journey and like, whether that be mm. on a big global scale or just a personal thing, I was like, I've held on to that because, um, it's helped me keep fighting. Um, so I think there was a part of me that kind of thought there is potential for me to do something big and I've, that's what's been driving me. But, There was also a big side of me that doubted that a lot, you know. So it's been a very human process. Well, you know how Oprah
0: always says that there's no... She always says, there's no such thing as luck. It's preparation meeting opportunity. I mean, it feels like you are kind of symbolic of that message where you've been toiling away, doing it every day. And then one day it's like, hey, you sound great. You're amazing.
2: Yeah, you know, um, the... One of the heads of one of these labels, she's like this very powerful woman. And she was like, she said the exact same thing. She's like, it's not luck. It's, yeah, like you said, hard work and preparation intersecting with opportunity. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. I was just telling my boyfriend, I was like, I can't wait to tell my future kid this story, <laughs> you know, so that, you know, he or she can be encouraged by that. Yeah. yeah, because
0: as my co-host and I know, being a footnote in any kind of pop culture history or cultural history, it can be really bad for some people, and in your case, it's really something to be proud of. So I'm just happy for you, and I'm also happy for all of us that we get to hear your voice. You have such a gift, and... It's really special. So thank you for all that you're doing. I know you probably are exhausted and like fuzzy and going to look back and be like, how did I get
2: through that? (laughs) But we're thankful because you are amazing. Thank you. What a ride. You know, I'm grateful I get to meet you. You, You're really great at asking questions. (laughs) I have one last one that we ask everyone
0: that's really, really hard hitting. Okay. Uh, what do you keep in the trunk of your car, Milk? Uh,
2: (laughs) I keep way too many things. (laughs) Are you a Um, hoarder? No, but I live out of my car. Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) I keep things that I should really just get rid of probably like, um, an old umbrella, like different things like that. I, I mean, I just, nothing too interesting.
0: It's like the Bermuda Triangle
2: of your life. Yeah. Um, I probably shouldn't, you know, hopefully my neighbors don't catch wind of this, but I do a lot of times (laughs) keep my, um, keyboard and my music stand and a mic stand. I like have a, like a performance thing ready just in case, just in case I need to use it.
0: See, this is what we always say. What people keep in the the trunk of their car is symbolic of where they are in their life, and this is true for you again. See, it's it's Uh, a good question.
2: How about Uh, you? Can I ask you what you keep in?
0: Well, I'm boring. I'm mom, so I have like, you know, I'm very practical. We got the reusable bags, stuff Uh, for Goodwill. It's not like, oh, I have a microphone in case anyone wants to hear my amazing voice. <laughs> that's not going to happen. But, you know, that's where I am in my life. You know, we got to yeah. be prepared around here, troubleshooting. Um, awesome. uh, tell me this before we
2: go where can people find you? Good question. Um, <laughs> on social media, Milk Music, M I L C K Music, for Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, Snapchat, I have Get Milk. Um, that's funny I like that yeah M-I-L-C-K and then um my music project is milkmusic.com and then I just made a completely different site for the I can't keep quiet movement because I feel like it's (laughs) bigger bigger than my artist project it's just like taking a life of its own so People can go there, especially people who want to start their own choirs or they want to get involved with I Can't Keep Quiet Day, which we're going to release more details about that soon. We're still like plugging away at details, but we kind of imagine all these choirs that have been popping up that want to sing I Can't Keep Quiet. Um, they can do that. And I want to have us do it all together, like on a virtual platform somehow. So we're trying to figure it out. Um but, you know, like the first day the song went viral, it was like 20 choirs, at least Australia, oh Thailand, God. now Philippines and Stockholm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So I, I envision some cool platform um, where people can click on a map and like see different performances. So that's obviously like a big project to plan, but we're trying to get that like up and running. And, you know... I would love to keep track of all the choirs that are involved so I can communicate with them. So Aww. I've been asking people to go to, I can just to like, just check connect in. With yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy about that song is that it's very sticky, like earwormy, you know, it gets <laughs> stuck in there. And yeah, I'm yeah. always fascinated by songs that do that. That weren't like by Max Martin or all those Swedes yeah. that make all those songs. It's like, how yeah. did you do
2: that? You don't have the
0: algorithm you just have a gift.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I think it's a lot of practice and a lot of just listening. Just a lot of love.
1: Well, yeah.
0: thank you. And congratulations because your success is so well-deserved. And you speak for so many women and men who can't keep quiet. And thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the Brain Candy Podcast and get some sleep, please. I will. <laughs> have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye, Mila. Bye. 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 One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that.
1: If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.